0: Oh, recorded live. Scuba Obsessed is a weekly podcast where we talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba in the news. Scuba Obsessed episode 52 was recorded live Thursday, January 20th, 2011. Welcome to Scoob Obsessed, episode 52. This one we don't have a name for yet, and we will. We will. And as always, this time from the same side of town, we have my co-host Jim. How are you doing today, Jim? Doing great. I've uh, been looking forward to this all week. I don't know what else there is to look forward to. I mean, this is this is uh, well, other than diving.
1: Yeah, it's the rest of the week is a downer uh, unless we're diving.
0: Yeah. So, but we got dive plans, so we'll be talking about that later in the show. But before we get too much started, I would like to introduce two guests, which I think uh, two guests is a is a record for the main part of the show. We have Bob Shoemaker and Jim Norton from Talking Scuba. How you doing, guys?
2: Hey, we're pretty good. Great. Doing great.
0: Okay, so uh, so so we can pick out who is who Why don't we have Bob say hi.
2: Hi, everybody.
0: And uh, Jim say hi.
3: Hey, how's everybody doing?
0: Good. So I, I can tell all the voices apart. How about you, Jim? Jim K? <laughs> I'll pretend I can. You can pretend? <laughs> how's that? <laughs> so what we'll do, as we always like to make fun of, we're going to head right on into the news. The first... Oh, I, I forgot to tease the news again. Gosh, you'd, you'd think that we hadn't done this before. But uh, here's some of the stories that we're going to cover this week. Good neighbor, the big O in scuba, be a diver, locomotive found, and some scuba in the movies. So uh, the first one is is good neighbor, and that one was firm. F- f- firm fans. Firm fears van attacks are due to a parking row, which uh, again, that's always fun getting articles from other countries because they use different words than we do.
1: If anybody's counting, that counts as a, a slur or a mispronunciation, <laughs> so that counts.
0: So there we go. See, yeah, we, we we all be slurring by the end if if we, do. but uh, th- this is a case of. Uh, a, a local business in uh, Portsmouth, UK, uh, where the where the company was being targeted by vandals. So I understand that parking over there is kind of tight, and. Uh, none of the other vehicles are being messed with, but, uh, their vans were getting scratched and damaged. And finally, as of, uh, this last week, somebody was injecting glue into the locks and they were unable to get in. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah. So, uh, it, and it's, it's not like they haven't been good neighbors. They actually won awards for the best small business in Portsmouth. So, uh, hopefully they, they've actually are putting out, they're spending out flyers throughout the town to figure out who's been vandalizing the dive vehicles. The next article is uh, The Big O in Scuba. This one is Oklahoma City residents down under propose on air on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Uh, Blake Overstreet and Sammy Darby of Oklahoma City uh, look like they had won some sort of contest on the Oprah Winfrey Show. And they were able to uh, get on and one of Winfrey's friends, uh, Gail King, which I don't watch Oprah, or at least I won't admit to watching Oprah. But uh, right, he sure. had yeah, somehow found out that uh, he wanted to propose, so they put this, this together. So after learning the basics of diving in a 10-minute crash course, he went down and proposed. Uh, he was underwater, it looks like in a tank, and she was on the, the other side, and he was holding up signs. And he, one sign said, I'm the first-time diver. And then he said, I'm underwater. My heart is beating 3,000 feet uh, beats per minute. It was a little overwhelming. I'm going to propose. I'm on camera. So I, I'm guessing from the rest of the article that she agreed to marry him. So, so Jim, that was, that sounds a lot like how you proposed, wasn't it? You know, I think he took it right out of my playbook. <laughs> so I, I'm always <laughs> glad that I got, I got married real young and first because I, I we didn't have to, to live up to those expectations. I feel sorry for the guys now and they, they got to put together a whole lot of, lot of work. You got to hand it to him for some creativity though, don't you? I think so. I mean, that's how I would do it now, but uh, I don't don't know if my current wife would would like that. (laughs) It would probably be anything but scuba. (laughs) Or, uh, yeah. I'm not sure quite how to. You don't know how to take that? (laughs) She doesn't listen to the show, so it's fine uh we could make sure she does <laughs> oh, <something. laughs> this one anyway this one uh the next article yes. is uh be a diver all things that float plus scuba diving at the 2011 boat show this is something i'm seeing a trend going on is that uh, in in order to promote scuba diving uh, uh some some dive shops are coming out with some interesting ways to promote it so anytime you get in any sport with uh and cross market, that's great. So uh, what they're doing is this is the Minnesota Boat Show, and they've actually got right there they've got a tank, and one of the local dive shops there is is letting you go and do uh, try some scuba. So uh, if you happen to be in that area, go ahead and, and head on over there. Five hundred boats on display. Uh, they say a boat for every bu- budget. So uh, Chicago had a boat show this weekend that we missed out on. Yeah. Now, now I
1: don't know that I don't know that they had an actual. Uh, um... Try scuba program there? Did they? But they did uh, capitalize on some of the, the scuba.
0: Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last week, where they had the uh, the hooker rig type of setup. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Now this next one, this one, and when you when you go to the show notes and click on the links, there's going to be about a dozen different links. Mm-hmm. Uh, But it's some short blog postings, but it was interesting, and I've got them from the most current to the farthest back. So if you start at the end of the article, it talks about this locomotive that was lost in the river. And they actually have a photo. It was the J.G. Kellogg. And then uh, a local historian's efforts to track it down, and she actually found out that, In the 70s and 80s, that while building a bridge over the river, divers had found the locomotive, and so they've been looking for it again. And they haven't quite found it, but they think they're close. So they're recruiting divers in a local dive shop, and this is in Redding, California. So if you're out in that area and you want to volunteer some time, I can't think of anything that would be better to do than to, to go down and discover something like that.
1: Yeah, now, according to the article, they had found it, um, so they've lost it again?
0: Is that the case? They, The team who found it, kind of like many things that are found underwater, is they were basically building the bridge so you kind of know how construction people are it's probably they didn't want to draw any attention to it could you imagine you're getting ready to build a bridge over a river and you go hey we found a locomotive you probably just added a six month delay so i'm sure they just kind of uh, made sure they get their pilings down and kind of forgot about it and it's through a little bit of legend and they were able to actually verify it so in 77 78 some people have seen it since they said part of it was sticking out of the sand but uh the Moseman Construction Co. that built the current Deutschitz River Bridge in 1970 uh, said they found it. They had a couple divers in the water. Uh, One of the gentlemen who found it, uh, they tried to track him down but he'd actually passed on but they've been in contact with his son. But they're putting divers together so they're real optimistic that they're gonna find it. They've been looking last weekend and then they're looking again this weekend. So we'll we'll make sure uh, Dottie Smith is the local historian who's been blogging about it. So. Very interesting story. But did you catch the photo where they show the locomotive going across the river? Is it any wonder it ended up in the drink? <laughs> exactly. It, it looks kind of teetery there. It's Because uh, you, you imagine the, they didn't want to build a bridge across the river, so they had this raised platform where the train would actually drive out on, and then they would probably some sort of cable would pull the locomotive on the platform across to the other side. So, yeah, it's no surprise. Uh, the photo is actually the replacement train uh, that they brought into production after the jg kellogg had uh, fallen into the rivers so yeah just a wee bit top heavy by the looks of it yeah and as as we would expect of course hindsight's 2020 and it's easy for us to say that would have gone in but and uh and actually if they pull that out they're they're planning on pulling it out which i'm surprised they said once they find it Uh, They can't touch it or do anything with it. They're not even allowed to expose any of it with sand. Uh, They have to go and get with the state of California, get permission to pull it up. But it sounds like they're pulling it up. It kind of almost sounds like a Clive Cussler book, doesn't it? In a Reader's Digest condensed version sort of (laughs) a way. Yeah, you're only going (laughs) to do it in like four pages. Right. And then uh, this is something I didn't realize, but uh, we've got that movie, The Sanctum, coming out. Uh, that's being that's produced and directed by James Cameron and uh, it was they're saying that it was actually based on a dive by west the the late Wes skiles uh, was involved in so if you're interested in that uh, click on over and do the article uh, they're talking about uh, it was a brush and day de- and with death that nearly entombed 15 cave divers halfway around the world from Florida so I'm looking forward to that movie when's that coming out that's coming out February 4th
1: february 4 um i know i'm planning on going and seeing it anybody else here gonna make sure that they make it
2: yeah we we're planning on going uh we actually interviewed bill Heinerth, who is one of the uh she actually taught james cameron how to dive for that movie um we've got that interview coming out here in the next couple of weeks to share and actually in the next couple of days um, but she was really really fascinating the movie looks pretty cool
0: that, that had, yeah it does interesting story when that comes out we'll We'll pop a link over to it so everybody can find you. And uh, so let's go ahead and get get on to the interview. We've got Bob Shoemaker and Jim Norton from Talking Scuba. So, like we what we always like to do with uh, new people on the show is we like to find out what inspired you to get in diving. So, Bob, uh, what what got you and started with diving?
2: Sure. Well, uh, since I was just a little kid, I've always loved the water, you know, fishing and stuff. You couldn't get me away from the lake uh, or the river or whatever. And I was always fascinated with it, uh, mostly from a fishing standpoint. And, um, you know, I just always fascinated by what was underneath it. You know, I'd be on the weekends or after school, I'd, I'd have my waders on and I'd be on my bicycle with my fishing poles in my backpack and I'd be riding down to the river or whatever, you know, so always fascinated with the water and Never really thought about actually being able to go into the water until I, I watched an episode of, of National Geographic, which I watched all the time as a kid, and I saw uh, David Dubley, who's a, uh, a great uh, photographs all different kinds of stuff underwater, um, but he was photographing the uh, Air Jaws series for National Geographic, where they're um, showing you know uh, great whites jumping completely out of the air or out of the water. Um, near Seal Island in South Africa, and just to see him, how excited he was. You know, he's just this uh, chubby little Jewish guy from New Jersey. He's got the thick accent, the the Coke bottle glasses, this nerdy kid like I was uh, growing up. So to see him, you know, living the dream, so to speak, um, you know, going into all these different exciting places and seeing these great whites and, and interacting with them, um, you know, that really inspired me to actually get in the water. So um saved up all my money i was working as a landscaper in high school uh during the summer saved up all my money and uh, when i graduated high school i uh, went into the local dive shop and got myself certified and as soon as i got done with the class i went into the owner and i said hey i want to work for you i want to be an instructor and uh, so i've been working in a dive shop uh, since i was 18 years old and that's kind of how i got my start in the whole
0: thing wow that's a great I, i always wished i had started that that young Always wanted to do it and never quite got to it. So, uh, Jim, how what what got you into diving?
3: Well, I'm kind of the opposite. I About oh, seven years ago, I think it was six years ago, I uh, fly for a living and I took some people down to the Florida Keys. And I had to wait. And I was kind of disappointed in that. I had to wait a whole week for them. And while I was uh, at one of the local restaurant taverns, I met some guys that worked at a dive shop, and I swapped them on uh, an airplane ride for a uh, resort course and uh, loved it. Went to dove some of the reefs and stuff down there and uh, pretty much come back and went and seen Bobby and the guys and uh, got certified.
0: <laughs> That's great. Now, yeah. that is very cool. Now, I understand that uh, both of you have a, what do, what do you like to call it, a video netcast? Yeah, we have a video
2: podcast uh, on the web, and um, we sit here and uh, have a beer and and tell lies about uh, the dives <laughs> that we've done. Yep.
3: And the the fish we save. And...
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jim's like the uh, Superman of scuba divers. He goes in and saves all the fish. Uh, you had a pretty cool story with the uh, catfish. Didn't you save a catfish? Here? Oh yeah, we were uh,
3: diving uh, and we seen this odd shaped black object inside a tire and the closer it got to it it had a fin on it and uh, looked a little bit more and it was it was a really dark color it was a catfish it was probably oh good three footer maybe and he was caught sideways in a tire and it took us oh me and Derek I think it took us uh 20 minutes
0: getting out of there so he, he was wedged inside the tire
3: yep his head was uh in in one side of the tire and the uh, tail was in the other side. Oh
0: wow! So that's that's very. So, sorry about that. No problem. So so that's not like a tiny catfish then.
3: No. <laughs> nope. And 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 the, we we couldn't do anything with him. We we tried to you know bend him a little more to get him out and that it didn't work. And we tried to push on him and I think we were just breaking his back till we got him <laughs> bent enough to get him out of the tire. So it took a while.
0: So you you're, so he was no
1: worse for wear, huh?
3: Oh, yeah, he was, I think he'd been in there
1: at least a week.
3: Oh, wow. And uh, he Whoa. had some wear spots on his back of it. his head was, you know, right down to, uh, he was bleeding a bit there.
2: Yeah, because I'd seen him in there like three or four days before, and he it was kind of rare to see catfish in that lake. So I saw him, and he just looked like he was hanging out. He didn't have any of those wear spots or anything. Um, so I just kind of left him alone. I just thought he was hanging out, you know. Uh-huh. But then uh, they saw him quite a few days later.
3: <laughs> he was Ooh. not
2: looking do that.
3: No, and it was he kind was of trying to save. Try oh yeah, and we we picked the tire up finally, and uh, it was on a bank underwater, of course. And uh, its tire got away from us and started rolling down the bank. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh no! Was, went to tried to ride. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now you've got and that on
0: video, don't you? No, no, we no.
3: One of the few times we didn't have video
0: now that's got to be a challenge of, of always you know trying to do a, a video show uh, what's involved with with recording underwater?
3: Well there's quite a bit involved in it uh, takes a good two to three cameras and some uh, really good divers to hold still. It's not an easy task
2: yeah I think it's um, you know photography to get really good photographs is is super difficult, but for, for most people, you know, they just go out and snap photographs. It's not that difficult, you know, uh, because you only have to hold still for a second. With, with, to get a really good video shot, you need to have extremely good buoyancy and you gotta be able to hold steady. You know, having good equipment really helps, but, um, you know, video just, you gotta have that steady hand, you know. But it's a lot of fun once you get used to it. I don't ever go out without my camera anymore. Um, it just became another part of my, my dive equipment and i just really love doing it now
0: so so do you have any exciting dives planned in the next few months
2: yeah we've got uh we've got a couple uh shipwreck dives we've got planned for the summertime of course and uh just like every summer but uh, i'm actually headed to the keys here in march i'll be in key west diving down there hopefully hop onto the vandenberg um, and then probably shoot up the keys be in key largo for a bit and uh, maybe do some diving up there as well if we get a chance, but definitely gonna be in Key West. That's hard to think
1: about right now as we're uh, shuffling through the the snow and ice and thinking about doing an ice dive, thinking about you going down to the Keys.
2: Yeah, it's pretty tough, but uh, <laughs> I definitely somebody's
1: got to uh, do it.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I I uh, definitely like diving up here under the ice. So we spend a lot of time. Um, you know, cutting holes and all that sort of stuff. And we've got a a couple spots we dive where there's still some open water. Uh, I know you guys dive the rivers a lot, but uh, we really like cutting holes. Just so much better visibility. Um, We're super, well, at least me, I'm super nerdy. I could follow a bass my entire dive and be super happy about that. Um, You know, especially from a video standpoint, I, I just like chasing the fish. So I'm fine with that um you guys do a little bit of collecting collection diving which is super cool um but we just don't have too much of that around here even though we have the grand river um i don't know if i'd want to put my feet in you know, it a little bit sketchy
3: i don't think the visibility ever improves in every-
2: no i don't think so you, you you can only see the dead body about three inches from here man <laughs> whoa
1: whoa whoa not not good
2: no it's uh Grand River is not super clean.
1: Yeah, the the difference is for us is, uh, you know, we kind of watch the river and look for uh, trends in it clearing up, and and naturally the the fall and the winter time is is when it seems to be the best. Uh, during the summertime, it it's kicked up quite a bit, uh, not quite so good.
2: One of our favorite river dives is up in Traverse City. Uh, they have the Boardman River, which actually goes right directly through town. It goes from Boardman Lake, uh, out to Traverse Bay, uh, to the West Bay it is a super cool dive, especially in the winter time or in the fall time, excuse me, when the salmon are running. Uh, um, they have a fish weir there where, uh, they collect all the fish and collect the, uh, the eggs and the milk and, uh, mix them up together and then they'll release the fry later on in the year. Well, uh, that fall run, they all congregate right there in the river next to that weir so what we do is we put in at the dam we jump in there we kinda float through the first uh, part of the river there and uh, there's lots of bass, tons of bass. That's the only place I've ever seen a muskie underwater. Um, There's just a ton of different kinds of fish. There's also steelhead and stuff above the weir. Once you get to the weir you actually uh, portage around it so you quick hop out of the water. They actually have a landing there uh, that helps you get out and then you can uh, jump in on the other side. And then as soon as you get in, you're surrounded by thousands of of these huge, you know, 30 pound salmon. It's such a cool dive, and they're just running all over. Uh, we actually have video of it on our website, uh, talky and uh, you can check it out there. But it is such a fun dive. And when you're done with that dive, we get out at the uh, at the farmers market, and it's only a two block walk. So so we dive uh, swimmer, you know, the the river jogs back and forth. Get out of the water, then we walk our gear back two blocks to our cars, so we're walking right downtown Traverse City with our gear on. We look a little goofy, but man, is it a fun dive. And you only get like 12 you, did, foot of you, death, you know?
1: Yeah, but, but that's fun. that's still good. Now, you guys yeah. need to make sure you get some video walking through town in your gear. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> we're walking by coffee shops and antique dealerships and all sorts of stuff,
0: so it's a fun dive. Well, it gets you your aerobic workout.
1: I think that is so cool. Oh, so sure. So these fish that are on their way up, these fish that are on their way up, they pay you no attention because they've clearly got other things in mind, don't they?
2: Yep, they've got uh, the sweet loving of their honey on their mind, and, <laughs> and uh, right? they're chasing some tails, so to speak. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> right. moving up fast. They, they, they'll avoid us. They don't like us hanging around, but uh, they definitely have other things on their mind. And, you know, the salmon, once they do spawn, uh, they start to decay and stuff. So you, you do see some uh, some dying fish, which is kind of sad. But, you know, that's all part of the circle of life, so to speak. But, um, yeah, you definitely get to that's see right. all all the uh, all the fish in their life cycle there. It's kind of neat.
1: Yeah, it sounds like fun. So you say that that's up in Traverse City, huh?
2: Yep, that's one of our favorite places to dive. They have the uh, Grand Traverse Bay Underwater Observe. Uh, and there's there's probably 14 or 15 different sites that you can dive up there from shore. Um, there's a couple of shipwrecks right in the bay, just a really, really neat place. And there's days we went up there and dove the pipeline one day, and we had over 100 foot of visibility. This was early in the spring. but And, and we had uh, we had a school of owl wives swimming around us. We saw the biggest walleye I've ever seen in my life. We just had, you know, it's just really, really great diving up there. It's one of my favorite places to dive
3: they got some outstanding restaurants there. Yeah, really good food. Jim, you take your boat up there once in a while too, yep, right? Yep, there's a couple of wrecks you can uh, get to if you got a boat. That, uh, there's one by the island out there. It's an old uh, fishing vessel that they used to work back in the 50s, and that's fairly intact. And then there's a double-ended sailboat that's kind of, uh, oh, maybe uh, three-quarters to a mile out into the bay from town.
2: We kind of had a funny story when we were trying to anchor on that on the one out towards Powers Island. And oh uh,
3: yes, yeah. you discovered another wreck, <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> well, we threw the anchor and uh we followed it down to double check and make sure everything was was hooked up and we were buried in the sand or whatever, and we had hooked onto the stern end of about a ten foot sailboat, an uh, old wooden <laughs> sailboat that was probably you know. Fifty, sixty years old. That somebody had sank, and it was probably we were probably fifty or sixty feet off the other wreck. I'd say. Yeah, yep. But we dropped our anchor right into the middle of this stinking. <laughs> hooked onto the stern end of it, but our anchor wasn't going anywhere, so that was good. Yeah, right. And isn't that? Neat? Yeah, it's funny, You know, there's always something exciting. Yeah, yeah.
0: That
3: was the days before we had the side scan sonar. Right. And so we were going by the old uh, depth sounder to try to find the wrecks. We'd get to the coordinates and run back and forth until we got a. Blip on the old sonar, so we didn't really know we were anywhere near a wreck or not. <laughs> we were guessing. Yes. We we're right on
0: top of it. <laughs> not the one we were looking for, but we were right on top of it. Okay, and, uh, now here's a question for you: If you had any place that you could dive and videotape, where would that be? Jim, go
2: ahead.
3: <laughs> mm, well, that's a hard one. Um, that's what she said, "In Michigan, <laughs> it'd have to be Traverse City. I, that, that is that is pretty good." But uh, if, if you want to do shipwrecks, it's got to be the Straits.
2: Yeah, the Straits are a lot of fun. We've got a trip planned to go up there this year again. Um, we dove there last year. got a ton of good video from there. Um, just, just such a, have you guys still up there?
0: Yeah, up there, uh, and we did Sheboygan last okay, year. Okay, so real close. Yep. And
2: uh, there's just such amazing wrecks up there. And even if the weather's bad, you just go to the other side. I mean, you can get around the weather. Um, that's why I really like diving there. You can't really get blown off. You just go somewhere else where it's protected. Um, but also, I mean, you can get days of, you know, hundred plus bit of visibility. Um, the shipwrecks are, are still really well intact it's just really fun place to dive. And it's all recreational for the most part, you know, we can stay within our limits, um, and still have a decent amount of bottom time. I guess, uh, to answer your question, if I had one place in the world, I could, uh, go on video i would like to go uh you know somewhere like palau where they've got all different types of diving where yeah they have a few shipwrecks here and there um but they they have huge sharks they've got huge schools of fish um like i said i'm super nerdy i love that ecology stuff and uh love to check out uh, all the different reefs they you know they got a lot of soft corals there they've got a lot of nudibranchs uh just a lot of cool stuff uh, below the surface as well as above the surface. If you haven't seen pictures of, of Palau, you got to check it out. It's unbelievable, the stuff they have there.
3: I haven't been there myself, but I hear the colors are really vibrant.
2: Yeah, yeah, really cool colors, just because they have so many different types of coral, and mix that in with the different types of fish that they have there, I mean, that's, that's uh, my mecca, so to speak, you know?
0: That sounds that absolutely amazing. would be amazing. a blast. I'd love to go there. Of course, I, I, I'm still trying to find a place I don't like to dive.
2: It's tough to find.
0: Yeah, usually as long as you're wet, it's good, right?
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> unless you got your dry suit on. Yeah, you guys got to get dry suits.
0: No, you're not kidding. Yeah, that won't be a hard sell for us. So now we just gotta <laughs> come up with the funds, but uh, right, the financing I heard is the deal. Drug dealers make a lot of money. Do they? yeah let's see so uh some powdered sugar and uh, molasses is probably about as much as i could come up with
3: it might work for a while
0: <laughs> find somebody you just with have it. to be a fast runner if that's what you're gonna do
2: yeah. <laughs> and just hide underwater
0: yeah Boy, wouldn't that be something so where can people find your show yeah you can find us uh,
2: a lot of different places the best place to go is our website talking-scuba.com Um, you can also find us on blip tv if you have a roku box or apple tv or anything like that Um, you can go to the the blip channel and you can uh, search for us there Uh, you can get us on itunes and uh, i think that's it right now no oh facebook yeah you can obviously check us out on facebook and twitter Um, we're up there uh, always looking for more fans you know
0: certainly and then we'll also place a link on our website over to you so people can find you
2: yeah, we had a really good time with you guys last week when you came up. Uh, we should have recorded all the
0: stuff we did after the show. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, that's why we we've we started just recording everything, as we just have uh, so much time, uh, so, such a great time talking about diving. Absolutely. And so uh, why, yeah. why don't we take that as an opportunity to jump in the next segment of the show where we talk about our our last dives. Sure. Well, so...
2: All right? Where have you guys been? You guys been diving at all?
0: Uh, well, we came up to the show, so that that would have been our oh. d- our diving. But uh, uh, no, actually, we we it's been uh, gosh, I uh, I think I, I got to get in this next weekend, otherwise my suit's going to dry out. But uh, uh, I haven't. Did, did you sneak one in anywhere,
1: Jim? No, I did. Uh, I messed around with my uh, wing and back plate a little bit, but
0: that's as close as it got. Yeah. Well, then, uh, so we we headed up last week till the. the the listeners of the show we we went up and recorded so we'll have uh that uh talk shoe episode not talk shoe god um, that's who we're recording with the, the uh <laughs> the talking scuba <laughs> thank you jim uh the, the the talking scuba that should be coming out in uh in a few weeks so but that was a blast that was interesting to see the whole process you go through for uh videotaping and, and i love the liquor cabinet jim i think we need to uh to get one of those
2: <laughs> we're breaking into it tonight <laughs>
0: Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, It a, ends a a in nice... Y, right? Oh, that's yeah.
2: right. Thursday ends in Y. We drink on days that end in Y.
0: That's right. Excellent. That so, and then uh, after the show, Jim and I headed down to one of the local dive shops, and I, I picked up uh, some course material for nitrox class. So, been reading that. Great. So, Jim, you got all those formulas all memorized, don't you? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, what I'll be able to do is just, you know, work it off, you know, with no scratch paper. I'll have it all
0: down, no doubt. Do you guys having, know
2: what the, the key to that is, to nitrox?
0: Uh, sit next to somebody who knows what they're doing?
2: Uh, get a computer that does it for you.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> well, Right. we've got that. Uh, I, I think both of ours will do the nitrox, no problem. Cool. So, I, yeah. yeah. It's just more of a matter of figuring out how to work the buttons.
2: Make sure... I, Certain computers don't do it, but most computers will, uh, default to 50% nitrox, uh, between dives. So if you get out of your first dive and then you go to do your second dive and you got the same mix, make sure you put back on 32 or 28 or whatever you had, Um uh, because oh, they'll be default bad. to 50% and you, and you go right into deco after about 30 feet. Oh, yeah, that would be no fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it
2: doesn't. I've seen it happen. That's uh, happened to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Norton in in the Keys. And uh,
2: it'll lock your computer, your
0: computer locks
3: you, locks you out, won't let you dive anymore. Oh. Kind of bites when you're 50 miles from shore and want to make another dive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No doubt there.
3: After that, what I ended up doing is just leaving it on air. Just extra safety.
1: Right, and and then using it as an extra uh, reserve or safety margin, is that the way you figure it?
2: Right, right, yeah.
1: Yeah. As long as you know your
2: MOD, you don't go past that. Right,
1: right, yeah. It, the nice thing around here for a lot of the diving that we do right now is that we've got a hard bottom, um, meaning right. well, that came out all wrong. But it, you can only <laughs> go <laughs> so far, <laughs> down and uh, uh, you know, whereas opposed to if you were diving a wall or something, uh... do we
0: lose you, Jim? I think he's gone. I think he blew up. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Oh, you said you were diving a wall, and then we lost you. No, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? I can. Is that the right answer? I think so. Are we doing a cell phone commercial? No.
1: (laughs) Anyway, what I was trying to say was that as, you know, the max operating depths, if if we were diving someplace like a wall down in, in the ocean where it was bottomless, essentially, I could see that would be a real problem, wouldn't it? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, that's why you want to get your MOD. Now, Just don't go below that depth. You'll be fine.
0: Now, when that locked you out, uh, I mean, how long did that computer stay locked? Does it wait for your uh, surface interval for uh, 24 hours?
3: It it was still locked out the next morning. Wow. So the captain on the dive boat said, hey, I know how to fix that. And he opened it up and took the battery out. <laughs> <laughs> And then put the battery back in, and it reset, and it worked fine after that.
0: Ah, uh, all those tricks that you learned the hard way.
3: Oh yeah. So that's my advice would be <laughs> if you're going to do uh, dives like that where well, you might forget, you might better just leave it on air, and, and that way you'll be nice and safe.
0: Right, I think that's a good plan, especially starting out. Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just I'm just excited. I'm looking at those tables and getting some extra dive times because uh, you know Lake 16. Uh, you wouldn't think that you'd be able to get into a DECO obligation, but it doesn't take that long at all.
3: No, and and if you use the nitrox, it's you're going to feel a lot better
0: after the dives as well. Well, speaking of Lake 16, that uh, leads us to the next part, which is our upcoming dives. So uh, it looks like Sunday we should be having a dive on Lake 16, a ice dive. You got your chainsaw ready, Jim? I do.
1: Um, I'm going to make sure it uh, starts up with no problem tomorrow. Make sure the chain is sharp and uh, rated for ice and we'll be ready.
0: Yep, I've got I've got mine uh, ready too. I need to, actually I need to take the tip off. Otherwise it's going to be awful hard to uh, plunge it into the ice. Yes, it would. Now uh, Bob was actually talking about that uh, he, he wants us to do a little tiny hole off to the side of, of where we go in and then he wants to test out his uh, new video camera underwater to watch the hole being made yeah he did it a bit uh uh last year
1: but didn't get any video of it it'd be a pretty neat shot from the bottom as we open up the triangular hole wouldn't it
0: yeah it would uh, he he said last year that he had about uh 30 seconds of video before uh, his his camera his battery died so and then uh so we got looks like we got quite a few people coming max uh, looks like he's on his, w- his way up uh I'm wondering if we're going to see Kurt back up there and a few of the other mud clubbers. Uh, we had our dive club meeting this week, so it was nice to see everybody. We missed them uh, in December because of the holidays, and then we didn't do the New Year's Eve dive, but we did make that New Year's Day dive.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time. It's uh, We've been out doing things, but never crossed paths with uh, a lot of the guys. So,
0: yep, and I was getting kind of concerned. Even though I did get that uh, one dive of January, uh it's kind of a slow start to the year i think last year we already had a couple ice dives under our belt by this time now uh it it was warm a a couple days ago so i'm hoping that the the ice is still building yeah well when we went up and uh, visited the guys in grand
1: rapids the weather certainly wasn't letting off that day no um so we should uh we should be in good shape so
0: looking forward to it I, i like to actually see lake 16 when you can see lake 16. it makes it better and then uh, after that, we'll have to come up with some other locations to cut holes in the ice.
2: We've got a couple spots up here. You guys will have to come up and dive with us. It's it's so much fun of, you know, getting getting in the ice, and you got the uh, visibility so much better, and the fish are moving a lot slower, so oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you can get a lot closer to them. It's a great time to shoot video. Uh, or take the, pictures for them. Yeah,
0: the, we absolutely love it. it. It's just, it's great. We we get the river diving in the fall. We get the ice diving in the the winter. And then as soon as the ice breaks on Lake Michigan, we'll we'll hit some of those wrecks. While the the vis is also great.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, the, that's the nice thing about going up north. You know, you could just as as the water gets uh, warmer down here, we can just move further and further north. You know, Traverse City, Mackinac, and then get into up dive and stuff like that. There's just so much good stuff here to dive in Michigan. We're so lucky to live in a place where there's such good local diving opportunities.
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't, you know, you talk to people from around the country. I think it's uh, sort of an underrated place um, that we've got so much accessible to us. Uh, now, how far of a drive is it for you guys up there in the Grand Rapids area uh, to head up to Traverse City?
2: I think it's like two and a half hours. Um, but we'll do it in a day. We'll just make a day trip out of it and go up there and um, right. hang out, dive. Uh, there's a great place. Uh what's the name of that brewery we always go to?
0: Not between <laughs> dives, but after our dives. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly oh, I, not
2: North, before, yeah. Yeah, we uh what's the name of that there? North Peak. North Peak Brewery. That's our place. They've got <laughs> uh they got this cheese dip that'll make you cry. And uh it's really, really good beer. Um, and, and really great food. So you know that's always part of diving. It's just that community aspect afterwards. I know uh, we were talking before the show. That's how you guys got your started It's like that communication, that uh, you know, that uh, friendly back and forth after the dive. You know that you sit down with a beer, and, and uh, that's the same way we got our show started. You know, it's just that. That's the best part of diving. Second best part of diving um, is that uh, yes, hanging out man. afterwards just reliving those dives.
0: It certainly is. And that's where you, you know, there there's, we had one shot where, uh, after an ice dive last year, I'm sitting in the pitcher and I think I had my two or three years of diving. And then the, probably the seven other divers collectively probably had about three or four centuries worth of diving experience. Yeah. It just, you there's, can, there's so
2: much <laughs> you can learn, you know, this, I've been diving for, I don't know, I think almost 10 years, something like that. And, um, there's just so much out there to learn, um, you know, even with uh, you know, a couple hundred b- dives under your belt, you, you know there's still so much to learn. Um, so it's, there's new equipment coming out, there's new techniques coming out, there's always new stuff to learn, there's always new stuff to dive on, especially with uh, organizations like the MSRA that are going out and finding new shipwrecks for us to dive on, and organizations like the underwater preserves that are going out there and putting the buoys up for us. We're, we're so lucky to live in this area. I hope that uh, we'll be able to really advertise Michigan in the future as as a mecca for wreck diving around the world. I mean, uh, you know, that's obviously the goal is just to promote this area. It, it's going to work in our benefit. It's going to be a lot cheaper for us to dive if, if, if the dive charters can fill up, you know, their dive charters for a whole week as opposed to just Saturday and Sunday. Um, so, you know, the prices will come down there. We'll be able to dive a lot of cheaper off charters and uh, a lot more wrecks will, will open up. And I know there's a a lot of cool things that are going to be happening here in the next couple months. Um, some shipwrecks that are going to be, um, you know, always new shipwrecks being discovered and stuff like that. It's, it's just really neat
0: place to be. I agree completely with you there. I mean, Michigan, we're just so fortunate with what we have, and it can only get better. But uh, if you're interested in diving on the wrecks, you got to start doing it now because they're not going to last forever. We're seeing that in some of them. Have uh, you had a chance to dive the Ironsides?
2: Yeah, I've dove the Ironsides uh, quite a bit. I actually dove the Ironsides when the, the uh, arches were still up. So uh, that was quite a few years back. But it's uh, that's a really neat dive. Uh, yeah. You guys... You guys dove that one?
0: Yeah, we dove that one uh, this last summer, and and that was a blast, and, and we thought it was a beautiful wreck now, but uh, everybody's been telling us, you know, just how quickly that's uh, broken down in just the last 15 years. Yeah, how yeah. nice
1: it would have been to to see it in all of its glory, um, you know, before it
2: started to deteriorate. Yeah, you know, it's uh, these zebra mussels are a uh, are a blessing in that, you know, they've opened up visibility channels that we never probably could have had before all around the Great Lakes. But at the same time, the weight of those things is, is what's uh, really making the wrecks deteriorate at such a rapid rate where they weren't at, you know, as much before. Um, I think, you know, obviously up at Whitefish Point or Munising or uh, Copper Harbor, you know, all these places up in up north the shipwrecks are going to hold on a lot longer than they are down here because we do have those zebra mussels. But who knows, um, you know, just we got to get out there and spread the word and say, come on, check out these wrecks, man. They're not going to be here forever, like you say. And, um, yeah, it's just exciting to be around here. Though. We, we've we got a
0: lot of opportunities to get out there. You know? So I, I think we've just about done another episode. What do you think, Jim?
1: I think we're there. We're bumping up against the end of it, aren't we?
0: Yeah. I'm afraid so, but we'll, what we'll do is, if you're listening, and uh, what we did last week is we did a uh, the divers roundtable after the show. Uh, I've been able to get the I got the podcast up. We went we went about two and a half three hours last week, so uh, I w- didn't think I was going to get the editing done, and I, I hung in there and we got it up. So I hope everybody was able to enjoy that, and we thank you for listening. And uh, it looks like i have been Sunday afternoon seems to be a good day to edit the after uh, the show part. Uh, mostly killing the dead air and the non scuba stuff, which uh, wasn't that much this last time. So, um, kept most of it intact. So, that's been going up Sunday night. So, you, you at least get a few hours of, of scuba podcasting. And then, uh, you know, head on over to the website, www.scubaobsessed.com. You can also visit us on Facebook, which is www.facebook.com forward slash scubaobsessed. And then, uh, I understand you guys also have a Facebook page.
2: Yep, you guys can definitely check us out on on Facebook and our website, talking-scuba.com. And then also, uh, we do have a holiday party, or I guess it's an anniversary party for us coming up on March 26th, which we wanted to invite you guys up to. Um, It's at the Hideout, which is a local brewery. uh, Actually, right across the street from my house. So Oh. (laughs) I I can walk
0: home. Now, does that increase uh, the property value when you buy across from a a brewery?
2: I wish I was buying it, but
0: I'm renting it. Oh.
2: And I'm sure they're charging me more because I look out my window and see the bar and I look out my back window and I see a lake. So I'm pretty much in heaven, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know, but uh, yeah, definitely. uh, If you guys can make it out, uh, that's March 26th. You can check out all the details on our website and our Facebook page. That'd be
0: great. If there's any way we can make it, we'll certainly try.
2: Sounds awesome.
0: Let's see. I'm always forgetting something and I always remember right at the end, but I think that's about does it look through all the notes. So that. Just leaves one last little bit of the show. That's where we're at. We're at. Okay, so uh I can say everybody's been warned. And and uh, this wasn't my first choice. Well actually it was my first fine and I never got to a second fine, so it's the only choice. I apologize in advance. Hold on, here we go. <coughs> a scuba diver walks into a bar and orders a beer. The bartender charges him fifteen cents confused but not complaining the diver pays after a while he decides to have another beer and some food so he orders another beer and a steak the bartender charges him uh, 50 cents 15 for the beer 35 for the food after finishing his food and the drink he calls the bartender over and says wow that's the best steak i've ever had i want to talk to the manager and thank him no problem says the bartender he's upstairs with my wife what's he doing upstairs with your wife asks the diver probably the same thing i'm doing to his business down here Oh, so, there you go. You can't say you weren't warned. No. (laughs) That was fair warning. (laughs) Fair warning. So, until next week, go out there and get wet and dive safe. And let's go ahead and stop the recording. No, no, no. I, I, I wasn't quick enough. I didn't get that one on tape. That could be our new bumper. Oh, oh that's a gymism <laughs> A gymism. So does anybody in the chat room want to come on after the show? Uh, let's see. We can. I'll see who I've already gotten Skype, and we'll invite them in. So let's see. Helps if I know what buttons I'm hitting. Uh, Craig, did you want to come on? I think he did. Did he? he so, in. Yep, he's in, so we will invite him. This is always, you never know what Skype's going to do, so this is always a, a challenge. I don't see Mac on. He's up. Yeah, he's here. Is he? Is he? Oh, I don't see him
1: on. Uh, fired up on.
0: Yeah, he needs to fire up Skype. How about uh, Rick? Rich, I'm sorry. I keep calling him Rick. I don't know. He's gonna kill me yeah, why he's he's not, right. oh, here here they are okay so we invite mac in and we get rich in are you there yes how you doing mac
1: pretty good pretty good
0: you there how you doing rich hi good. guys hey how about uh diver down or jeff vance you guys got skype uh diver down says he's gonna get skype up we'll try and get him in Oh, well, then
3: well craig's online but he's mute
0: okay he's probably coding away madly